carpet and hang with the stars. Going upstream with Breitbart and Meliz Calloway Show. Talk 94.5. And joining us live is Jerome Hudson. Good morning. Welcome back. Ah, thank you. I'm heading down to Florida this week. I'm heading up to Charleston tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Nick, where are you going? Uh, I, I will be accompanying the president to uh, Israel. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. Okay, uh, for five hours, I hear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to know what the over under is. How many times he falls? That's that's the latest thing. So we'll one see. and a half, actually. Uh, okay. Stay away from that. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, Jerome, we've been covering, of course, um, the horrific events um, happening in Israel. And, of course, um, it's we just all have our eyes waiting for the other shoe to drop here. We don't know what's going to end up happening. But um, yeah. it, it, it always, it always um, causes uh, all these celebrity types to just say the most stupidest, disgusting things. <laughs> they show you who they really are. And, um, yeah. and that's fine with me because it makes my life so much easier. <laughs> I don't have to worry and wonder, uh, you know, if I'm supporting a terrorist, uh, supporter, but right. you know, we saw what happened with Alicia Keys. Um, you know, she said, I, you know, if she, if she wasn't afraid of anything, what would she, what would you do? She said, and, and she said, I have my eyes on paragliding. I mean, how could you be so I, insensitive? I, I, I thought that, um, that was just a coincidence. She since come out and said that her 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 comment had to uh, somebody posted something on her Instagram and she sort of replied and said that she'd been thinking about paragliding. I think it's just coincidence. I, I didn't actually report that story um, just because it it just felt like she she's a smart woman and I think she's too smart to to sort of make light of the type of main Are uh, you going to give her a pass? Turn. You're giving her I a am, pass? I am. Ah. I am editor, entertainment editor of Breitbart News. Wow. I, I just, no, I, 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 I believe her. I'm willing to take her she at her word. She didn't comment. She actually posted that she has her, she was asking a question of, in her post. It wasn't that she was commenting to someone, but. Do you think she what is, I, I I don't I don't I don't think that it is what. Okay. I All think, right. I, I who, are you, who are you not giving a pass to? Let's go with that. Um. Yeah. You know, John Cusack blocked me on Twitter oh. like over over a decade ago, oh. and it, it's weird because like I've had you know I'll say Twitter debates with. The, the Avengers director, Josh Whedon, and, you know, some people's favorite singer, John Legend. I've, I've had Twitter battles with a lot of people, but he, John Cusack just blocked me. And I, I never knew why. I, I, I'll, I'll, of course, never actually get an explanation. But he, John Cusack attended uh, a pro-Palestinian protest uh, over the weekend. And he, he, tweeted this long soliloquy about the plight of the Palestinian people. And he didn't even mention in his tweet that Hamas had maimed and raped, just did unspeakable evil to hundreds of people, thousands really wounding more. 
it, it's to me, it's just it's not shocking. But I don't get because John Cusack. I mean, if you have time to waste time to read this, his Twitter, you know, dating back years, you know, he eloquently speaks about why he supports Bernie Sanders and sort of gets the nuance between the elite establishment and how it's fleecing and hauling out the middle class. Although Bernie Sanders is like one of the biggest hypocrites in Washington, D.C. when it comes to pretending to stand up for the middle class. Meanwhile, he's like doing all the same grifting that all the other bastards do. The point is is that I, I, I just, I can't wrap my brain around how someone who I know is smart, like John Cusack, is on the wrong side of history on this. I will say there's good news. Um, we reported on the, the over 700 Hollywood heavyweights. Um, I mean, these are like A-list directors, actors, writers, mm-hmm. producers, um, who called out their own union, the Writers Guild of America, which is the most left-wing guild of all the Hollywood, from theater to screen, um, WGA. I mean, they stood up with Black Lives Matter after many of the leaders of that horrid organization were like calling for riots in the street. Uh, they said they wanted, the WGA said they wanted to stand up against the oppression of black people. Mm-hmm. But when it is very clear that innocent lives had been beyond oppressed in Israel, uh, that, that union is the only major Hollywood union that didn't, uh, didn't say anything about it, like pro or against. So it, it was good to see. I mean, just some really, like, these people probably all have never voted for Republican or even know a Republican. It's good to see just very, very powerful and prominent people in the entertainment space call out their own union, number one. Um, I want to read a quote here from what it said. When it comes to taking a stand, the Writers Guild of America is always led by example. Uh, quote, but when tourists invaded Israel to murder, rape, and kidnap Jews, the guild stayed silent. It remains the only major Hollywood union to do so. Um, again, these people are probably not going to vote for Donald Trump in 12 months, um, <laughs> but it, it's, a, it's a good sign. And I, I, I never actually can, can say that when I call in to your show. So, good. You know, Jerome, I, I always wonder if they, meaning celebrities, think twice before mm-hmm. they click post. You know, I, I always wonder <laughs> what motivation they have um, yeah. to kind of yeah. participate in, you know, in yeah. the rhetoric of whatever the topic is. You know, it's, I, it's, I think it varies for a lot of them. Um, you know, John Cusack, the, the, the tweet he wrote is hundreds and hundreds of words. So there's forethought, you know, in his mind, there's a lot of reason and logic behind it. Um, but he's, you know, approaching 60, he's had a career, a, a good career. Um, for a lot of these, and, you know, John Cusack has a publicist, but he's not at the position in his, in his professional career that, you know, his publicist or his agent or his agency will have beaten it into his head that, hey, look, you don't have to take a stand on everything for or against. And, you know, if 
you get called out for remaining silent and we'll just type something up for you. So there are a lot of people who are up and coming. And the way that a lot of the industry, not all of it, but a lot of it works, Liz, is that you have to take a stand. You have to hit the streets in March with the BLM bastards mm-hmm. if you want to up your street cred in the industry. It might get you a part in an episode or a role in a pilot. It literally works that way because so much of that industry, sadly, works on this weird affirmative action scale where oftentimes it's not even the talent that you have, but it's nepotism, who you're related mm-hmm. to, who you sleep with, um, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Does it make the entertainment space very unique from, you know, almost any other profession, but these people do have large platforms and, um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's, it's, it's very, it's interesting. Just sort but, of, but they're not where, commenting yeah. about, you know, they're, they're celebrating what Hamas did, but they're not condemning Hamas for killing, maiming, um, Palestinians that are trying to escape. They're not right. condemning them too, for uh, blocking Americans. It's too, it's too deep in the weeds. It's too deep in the weeds. It's too deep in the weeds. Like Jerry Seinfeld, one of the biggest names of this letter calling out the Writers Guild for, for staying silent. You know, Jerry Seinfeld's done, he said, and said some things that you're like, oh, wow, he, he really deeply thought about that. He was, I think he was one of the first comedians to say, our college campuses have completely lost the plot. Like these oh, yeah. kids can't tell a joke. From, and um, so I, I think on an individual level, some of them get it. Some of them probably read Breitbart where we are dutifully, I think best on the planet reporting that. Yeah. Some of these Hamas terrorists are actually killing uh, Palestinians who are trying to escape. Um, it is, you know, but you know, and I we're not really going to get any any actual, I don't know, biopic depicting the evil scourge and you know the silence in many corners of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm just at a point where I'll take what I can get. You know, if if a bunch of these powerful people want to call out their own ilk, I'm willing to take that because I don't even know. If we would have gotten that a couple of decades ago. Yeah. I mean, I think they were all just lost in the wilderness. Then. And if they really knew how Palestinians felt about them, would they be supporting <laughs> them so much? Our, um, our uh, editor at large, Joel Pollock, who was, you know, like I said, was literally in Israel covering the judicial um, battle a few weeks ago. I don't think he slept in the last two weeks, but, you know, he makes this, he points out constantly that, you know, like no one actually cares about the Palestinian people or the fact that Palestine is not even a place any other time. But when these evil bastards do what they did, oh, and now everybody wants to cape up for the Palestinian right. people. Like the, the, the networks don't cover this stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of the region. I mean, we do, uh, dutifully. Um, but for the most part, yeah, this is a bunch of virtue signaling. And to be honest with you, like Breitbart News, and I know your program and, and a handful of other people, like we won't move on. But as the holiday season ramps up, 
And like a lot of the people feigning, you know, moral outrage over this, they're going to move on. Right. Um, largely. And that's. Um. Jerome, I, before we yeah. run out of time, yeah. I need to ask you a question about an article, uh-huh. a couple of articles in on Breitbart.com uh-huh. about Disney. Um, I okay. happen to have relatives that work there, and they've worked uh-huh. there for years. And, um, I mean, Disney went from being an obsession of, by, from, by adults to children alike for yeah. decades, and now... It's declining. It's becoming completely yeah. unaffordable. What is it? What do you yeah. see on the docket um, for the future of Disney? Well, I think that I think activist investors will continue to buy up shares, gain more seats on the board. If the reports are true, which is that Bob Iger now regrets coming back as CEO after Bob Chapek put his foot all the way on the sexual exploitation pedal. Um, if those reports are true, then, you know, Disney, as we know it today, could be radically different in a half decade. Um, but to me, probably, Liv, the most fascinating aspect of the, of the decline of Disney is the absolutely horrid reporting on the decline of Disney. Huh. I mean, Bloomberg News did, uh, you know, spoke to several sources close to Bob Iger thing where they said, you know, he he's he's exhausted and stressed and frustrated trying to turn the company around. They they did. They did amazing reporting and they didn't waste a syllable on the fact that Disney abandoned a half century of delivering wholesome content Mm -hmm. for families. And. And just leaned all the way in to the sexual predator content lane, because every every parent wanted their child to be exposed to TV shows and cartoons where you have teenagers going to gay bars and strip clubs. I mean, <laughs> the media report the reporting around what's happening to Disney is. Is again not shocking, but it's just fascinating how these people could just be so wedded to a political agenda. It's just like it's okay. Like you can have if Disney wanted to have a subsection where you know everybody knew straight up that this content is gonna go into those arenas. We're gonna talk about sexual orientation. That's fine, but to package it all and hide it from parents and sneak it in, sucker punching people. Yeah, your stock's going to go in the tank and your company is going to have a brand issue that, quite honestly, I don't know if Disney comes back from this. I've been well, and I, I wonder how now. much Florida tourism will suffer because of it, that whole area. I mean, that's they an engine. raising park prices and entry prices. They're going to double down on, on parks. But, you know, again, I, I alluded to this earlier, like the hollowing out of the middle class, which was the bread and butter of Disney and, and, and theme parks for a long time. Like, like we're separating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I sound like uh, 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 Murray here, but economically it is, it is becoming unfeasible for people to have this, that type of extra income that they can plan a family trip to Disney. And they're just going to keep jacking up the price. Because they're going to keep adding attractions, and inflation is not going anywhere. Right. 
Um, but, you know, they'll expand in Nazi China, mm-hmm. you know, make it all back, I guess. Jerome Hudson, thank you so much for your insight. You can follow him and, of course, the whole entertainment section of Breitbart on Breitbart.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers.